The following content is for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You are now listening to No Free Drinks, the Not Your Ordinary Dating, Relationships, and Sex Advice Podcast. Join me, Wesley, your Keeps It Real co-host. We were going out, I would say steady for like six to eight months. We just abruptly stopped having sex. So why are we not getting freaky? Like, what what the f*** going on? (laughs) So she's like, no, you know, because um, I've renewed my faith in God. I know how I am. Like, I'm not going to get no cheeks. I'm going to cheat on you. Brock, your knows-it-all co-host. And then my go-to hookup one has always and will forever be Tinder. Like it's just <laughs> like in the bathroom, like, who? I got these five, ten minutes. Like, just thumb oh, game no. strong. Like, <laughs> and Lena D, your no-chill co-host. Oh, so do you go down on women? And there were a few men that said, no, like, I don't believe in that. And then I was like, oh, well, I don't believe in you, so we should probably end <laughs> oh, this. Yeah, that's harsh as <laughs> I mean, it's harsh as fuck to say you're not going to eat my pussy out. Join us every Wednesday for all type of societal norms being turned upside down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of No Free Drinks. This is Brock, and today's episode is called Tis the Season to Be Cuffin'. Hey. So we'll be talking about cuffing season and commit potential commitment issues, uh, how to see signs of that and how to potentially just work on that. And today I'm joined by my co-host. Um, all right, go ahead, Lena D. Go ahead. <laughs> you in a rush. You in a rush. I'm, so I'm back. I'm back. I'm back for my attention, baby. It's Lena D. Go ahead. Well, no. yeah, I wasn't here for the last one. So I was like, and this is Lena D because I've. Missed you guys a little bit, so yeah. This is Wesley, a pissed off Wesley, but okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our first episode back to the original three. Um, so yeah, so to kick off this episode, first of all, we figured we'd define what cuffing season is. So I've always known, at least I've always thought I knew what cuffing season was. Apparently, I've always been wrong this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, you're not alone. Yeah. I was like, wow. So according to Urban Dictionary, cuffing season is, so during the fall and winter months, people who would rather be single or promiscuous find themselves, along with the rest of the world, desiring to be cuffed or tied down by by a serious relationship. The cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become lonely and desperate to be cuffed. So I always kind of had the notion of that where it's like, okay, it's cold, people don't want to go out and try to chat people up no more just a lot of work to be bundling up and still trying to get cheeks or penis or whatever you 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 want to get yeah <laughs> the caveat i didn't know is that cuffing season is that it's a season so there's an an expiration date on it so as soon as it's soon as soon as spring hits like leaves start becoming green again no jackets it's whatever you guys had it's just, first it's over come up in march it's over <laughs> it's over <laughs> Maxi dresses. Yeah. Soon as soon the, the summer dresses come out, it's, it's a wrap. So I didn't know that. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, you're trying, to get, you're trying to fill out the roster. You got the starter five. You got the bench. You start yeah. willing down the people on the list. And you're like, all right, cool. This is the person I kind of want to hold up with. So I didn't know that that's just a temporary arrangement. Yeah. Well, some people don't even know what cuffing means at all. That's a whole nother problem. <laughs> So when we were doing the Chica's chat, one of our guests just didn't know what cuffing season was. So we kind of talked about it then. But that's kind of how we were inspired because it is the season where people are looking to get cuffed. But I think it has a lot to do with where on the map you fall and sort of what is the type of weather that you have in your respective hometown. Agreed. Yeah. So um, so we found a map called the united states of cuffin on huffington post and so essentially is a line on the mason dixon line so pretty much if you <laughs> cut the country in half and the northern part of the u.s it says more likely to be affected by cuffing season because we have more traditional four seasons it gets cold it cold. snows yeah. minus the last couple of years thanks to climate change i hate the cold so thank you um and then below the Mason Dixon line, so you have your Texas, your Florida's, your Georgia, 
Southern Cali, um, Nevada, where it's pretty much just always either hot as balls or just at least very warm. Yeah. People in Texas, a lot of times, have never seen snow. So, like, that was kind of the difference between north, more likely to be affected by cuffing season because it actually is a drop in temperature. And in the southern part of the U.S., it's pretty much the same temperature year-round. The two funny ones were um, our non-continental states. So Alaska, they have year-round cuffing season. <laughs> <laughs> they have like three hours of daylight <laughs> out there. <laughs> like, how do you even like touch each other? Like, you just always fucking bundle up. Yeah. We're just like, man, Tinder must be awesome, right? <laughs> Unless everybody's already taken. That's also true. <laughs> true yeah. Definitely not going out to no bar. Just like, yeah. I right, just home That's visits cold. only. Cold as fuck out here. <laughs> this six months of darkness. Nah, chill. Yeah. <laughs> That one, so Alaska was year-round cuffing season, and then Hawaii was cuffing season not reported, because as you can imagine, it's always yeah, hot. It's always hot. Probably never have clothes on. Like, there's no, just, you're just always chilling. Just like, there's no reason. Yeah, for real. It's really funny, because back to, to the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, it, it's really something that people start preparing for. So I've heard, you know, once, that fall weather comes in, people are starting to break out the boots and the sweaters and you start seeing like the, the foliage change. People are just like, okay, it's time to update my Tinder profile. I need to get this down, I need to find somebody because then the other thing that's reported too is that your friends start to socialize less when it's colder out and they just yep. want to be hanging out at their own place because they're too lazy to come out. Yeah. So basically um, if you want to be single for half of the year, and not have any human interaction go ahead, but more than likely it's recommended that you should gear up for cuffing season. And there's a couple of things that you should immediately think of when cuffing season is rolling on. So obviously as soon as the fall hits, that's your initial instincts to really start finding who you're going to cuff up for the rest of the season. Start your engines, ladies and gents. (laughs) When Starbucks selling pumpkin spice lattes, you know it's time. Oh, yeah, the PSLs, the basic PSLs. It's also the key indicator for cuffing season. I think that might be one for the ladies. (laughs) Apparently for dudes, it's football, but... Fantasy football. Yeah. We were trying to figure out how that works because tough. I know Wesley's been pretty like to himself with this whole fantasy football yeah, thing. Yeah, so I don't know how that's working out if we're going to be cuffed up with somebody. But I guess if you're not really trying to be in a relationship, it makes sense. You're just. Nah, I'm trying to keep this undefeated streak going <laughs> on. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to win this money. <laughs> I know, but then I'm probably like, it's easier to do that if you're. With somebody and you're both just watching Netflix, you're not actually trying to get to know each other. I, yeah, I guess that yeah. does make sense. You're not really vested in that person, so you can easy, more easily manage watching football, setting up your lineups, and being caught because you know it's like yeah. whatever. Like basically, you in here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hourglass at? And then, of course, it goes strong through the winter and the holidays, which it's all kind of a little bit confusing because you don't. Like some people have talked about finding someone to bring home, but if they're gonna, that's be, weird to me. I yeah, saw that too. It's I'll like, never do that. It's like, why would you bring someone around that you're gonna dump after March? Yeah, yeah that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Especially if you got nosy parents like mine. Like, what happened to so and so from from Thanksgiving from Christmas? She's gone. That's what happened. <laughs> she, she left. <laughs> the history. <laughs> Don't know who you're talking about, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the men in black thing. <laughs> So, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think we're recommending to bring them around for the holidays at all. That's just way too complicated. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just keep it fun between you two. Like, no reason to be introducing the family and siblings and close friends. Like, nah. No. Just, yeah. So, whoever said that was part of cuffing season, I, we need to correct them because that's just weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, my experience has been, uh, one, this, this tender person I was messing with for, like, Oh, uh, I would say it started in November and it ended in it ended at the end of February. <laughs> and, I, and I was the one that was like, yeah, I got dumped. So basically we met up in November. Everything was all good. Um, we chilled out. We hung out. Went to um, what's that tree again? Uh, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Center? The Rockefeller tree. tree whatever. Yeah. Uh, went there. We did a bunch of like wintry stuff, and then uh, February, March hit, and 
I, I, I kind of had the feeling that something was going down because it was like the communications around like beginning of February started to like drop off a little bit more. It dropped off a little bit more. And then by the time March hit, it was just like it was a done deal. It was over. <laughs> it was just, we were done. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that happened true. to me. <laughs> so I think I had the reverse cuffing season thing happen to me. <laughs> what? I was actually in a relationship with somebody, but uh we were doing the long distance thing for the first time because when we started dating, I was around locally and then I moved away when I went for school. And we had still kept in touch, but come December when I was coming back home from break, I had even noticed that before I came home, like a couple of weeks leading to when I was coming back home, communication was a little bit slower. And I was fine because I was like, well, I'm in the middle of finals. Like, this is better. He's yeah. like, not up my ass the entire time. But then I got back and I was like, okay, this doesn't feel the same anymore. So on Christmas, we broke up, which was a little unconventional for me because I was just like, well, couldn't you have done it before? Yes, or like, I mean, waited? Like, why yeah. do you have to do it on Christmas? I gotta return these gifts. Like, like come on, man. what the yeah. fuck? But then I found out, because it's a small world, is that right after that, he started like seeing someone else. And they weren't officially together, but I guess he had wanted somebody to cuff with that was going to be around for the entirety of cuffing season. Oh, my Jesus. And because I wasn't around for that entire time, we ended up breaking up. So I was like, okay, well, this is reverse because technically I thought I had my person, but then it was like I got cuffed seasoned on, but not necessarily in the cuffed. I got decuffed. I guess that's what it is. But it totally could. I saw that happening and I was just like, okay, well, I haven't been around. It has been like premier cuffing season. So we cuffed somebody else and then we ended up breaking up. So he claims not to have cheated, but I doubt that. Yeah, because especially the timing of that was like, oh, yeah, somehow I already have someone lined up ready to go. Like, you ain't shit, motherfucker. You ain't shit. (laughs) Yeah. so, So I have seen that happen in the works. And then we kept in touch even though we weren't dating anymore and then come march april she was like no longer in the picture and i was just like wait what i was like because then he started hitting me back up again like oh when do you come back for when's your next break what that mouth do though (laughs) 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 i was just like didn't you just have old girl like around with you like what's going on it happened to all home girl so but yeah so definitely it people do follow these timelines that's crazy but the cold is too harsh out here yeah, well it, it used to be so i've never i guess officially so i thought i always participated in cuffing season come to find out i've technically never done it <laughs> so i've never i never went into it with an expiration date but with that said i have traditionally dated a lot more seriously within cuffing season right because especially like new york city like summertime it's just it's just fun like the weather is awesome there's rooftops, you go to beach in Long Island, there's an influx of, of interns, there's just a whole bunch of just random people who's there for like two, three months. The summer in New York City is fun. And then, at least nowadays, it's not as cold, but like three, five years ago, like winter actually snowed, it actually was cold, so it's yeah. like, um... Like I, right now, it would be freezing. Freezing, yeah, like it used yeah. to snow every Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving was like 50, 60s. Yeah. It was just 61 like last week. Like it was ridiculous. I love the the warmth, but this is weird as shit. Yeah. So yeah, so I do traditionally date a lot more during the during the winter season. I guess mine is like a, an amended cuffed season for myself. But that brings up a good point. It's like, okay, so we're not as lonely throughout the winter months in the given years we can thank climate change for that for good or worse (laughs) (laughs) i mean we'll survive i don't know about the great 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 grandkids we'll be fine (laughs) but i almost wonder if this starts to change how people are thinking about getting into a relationship now so if things aren't about necessarily being lonely during this time because it's tolerable maybe your friends are, are more willing to to go out with you and you're not feeling like you're sh- shacked up at home by yourself because it's snowing or raining out. So are there things that could potentially push you to want to have a more serious relationship after all? But I would say that most people that have participated in cuffing season 
have so much of an inherent fear of commitment. I agree. So part of what we also wanted to help with in this episode is how to be real with yourself and self-diagnose your commitment issues if you have them or to at least spot them so that you know what you want and then you can filter the person that you might potentially get hooked up with that might have their own set of commitment issues. So we wanted to give you some tangible advice. And the first one out of those uh, pieces of advice that we want to give you is really taking a look into yourself and identifying and starting to make sure that you aren't the one that has the commitment issues. I think once you start seeing other people, we're really quick to judge and say it's that other person's fault, like they're not ready or this is what's wrong with them. And oftentimes we haven't taken the time to understand ourselves what it is that we're looking for in a relationship or when we're dating or when we're meeting new people. Yeah. So one or one of the things I like to do is I like to make up excuses. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Like you said, it would chuckle. (laughs) I like to make up a lot of excuses. Uh, One thing that I've done, well, I've done a bunch of these. Um, so don't judge, even though I, I probably will be judged and, and normally I don't give a fuck about that. But, um, I'm, one of the things I like to do is, uh, well, not like, but one of the things I have done is like, I make up excuses, um, or I'm just, just late. Um, uh, one I like to use a lot is like, you know, I have to work late. Uh, cause I, uh, most of the time that is true. Like I, I do have to work late, but sometimes I'm just generally late because I'm just lazy and I just, just don't want to hit a couple buttons on my phone to <laughs> tell you that I am going to be late. Um, <clears throat> another thing that I've done, um, is that I'll agree to stuff and then immediately regret it and then just not agree to doing stuff. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead. Why do you regret it? Oh, because I'm. As much as I like the person, sometimes I like being alone too. Like sometimes being alone is so much better um, for a lot of reasons. Like I can catch up on some reading. I can watch Netflix, uh, Punisher. Uh, I, I crushed that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. That's so, just good. It's not for the faint of heart. It's good. But if you don't like gory and yeah. just straight up violence, don't watch it. And I know probably the other person typically wouldn't like stuff like that. They want to watch, you know, some romantic comedies and stuff. Not that I have anything against that, but I'm just not feeling it that day. I'm just like, yeah, I, this probably would be Netflix and chill, but I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather watch Punisher. <laughs> Makes um, sense. Another thing that I like, I've done, um, I'll start arguments for crazy small reasons, like just out of the blue. Oh, I had an ex that did that all <laughs> the fucking time. <laughs> I'll make a- <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck did we go from A to B? Like, <laughs> like what? Was so, it in the context of no, not hanging out anymore, or like it? It is no get, context. I love Wesley. She left her, like her underwear on the floor and shit like that. Just make a big deal out of it. Oh my gosh! Or like, <laughs> I used to get reamed for not putting like the toilet seat down. Yeah, like, when, or like, like do something like that. Or like she leaves a toothbrush somewhere that it shouldn't be, so I get pissed off. Be all pissed off about that my goodness um yeah yeah i'm like your worst nightmare so <laughs> that definitely sounds like you're not ready for commitment at all well, all of that <laughs> it's temporary Any like, one of those, what the hell? all of them <laughs> number one if i feel like it's temporary and you feel like it's temporary one why are you leaving your shit around here like this ain't your, this ain't your place not a garbage place to be you hanging your shit around here Oh, another thing that I hate too, but this is just a natural pet peeve of mine, is that when people go into the refrigerator and just open it like it's their place, like, what? Who are you? Like, we're not friends like that. We just having sex. Like, (laughs) 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 I'm awful. I'm sorry. Well, if the person that you're seeing does these things that Wesley has done before, they're definitely not ready for commitment. (laughs) So run away. I'll make it sound like it's a bad thing. (laughs) No, it's not. It's part about being introspective. That's what we're doing right now. So people that are on the fence, if they are engaging in this behavior, then obviously they're not ready for commitment. They shouldn't be looking for a commitment-based relationship. Yeah, which is fine. Everyone doesn't have to be in a relationship. Never wrong being single. But yeah, if you... 
if you're trying to be in a relationship and you're doing all of those stuff, yeah, mm. you're trying to commit way too early. You leaving <laughs> your stuff around. Come on, <laughs> it's been a week. Claim you that. Just be leaning your shit around. Claim that territory. See now what I've, I what what I did before was that like if I saw any of the stuff around, I would just like throw it away. I wouldn't even like give it a second thought. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> what? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it away. Uh, <laughs> what? Nobody told you to leave your stuff uh, here. <laughs> you could have put it in a plastic bag and left it by the door. What? That's worse. No. That makes it seem like it's garbage. At no. least I have the decency to throw it away. <laughs> and then when you ask me for it, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember leaving just seeing this here. And then pretend like I'm looking around for it, but meanwhile I knew I threw wow. it out. See, that's just like straight up lying. That's not lying. Yes, it is, because you could have put it to the side and be like, hey, I think you left this here on Yeah, accident. but you talking about putting it in a plastic bag, making it sound like it's it's some kind of contaminant <laughs> that needs to just be like put in plastic bags. Like No, I'm just saying. And like, you need to I, burn it as soon as it's If I left burn something it. around, I'd prefer that it was put in a bag and hand it back to me instead of being thrown out sorry matter of preferences <laughs> yeah well it's not preferences it's just really now garbage, yeah. garbage man and women got that yeah. <laughs> don't leave a g-string around me it'll get thrown out i'm kind of <laughs> glad i didn't go through this with you though so. <laughs> yeah, things might have been a little different yeah <laughs> <laughs> I sworn I left my brush here. Although Lena D used to steal my fucking nail clippers for whatever reason. She had this kleptomania thing about nail clippers. <laughs> whatever. I can get into that. This is a side conversation. <laughs> Probably had like five of them. Yeah. The like, I was we... just like, what the fuck? You have all of my nail clippers? <laughs> I'm starving over here to cut my damn nails and you got my shit. All right. <laughs> all right. Anyway, anyway, so that's side conversation. So. That's one. I mean, those are a lot of signs that you're not ready. (laughs) But another one, too, which you didn't touch on those. I think most of those were more around personal space. So it's like if you're really valuing your personal space, then you're probably not ready to be with somebody up in your personal space like that for a long time. But another one that I think is probably a little bit more problematic is around how you end up expressing or choosing to hide your emotions with certain people that are trying to get close to you because part of commitment is getting closer and opening up about your emotions yeah, being vulnerable exactly and like being taking a little bit of risk seeing how it works out being open so if you're the type of person that rushes to find faults with people and you're not necessarily opening yourself up emotionally that's one where hey, it's probably not a good idea for you to start committing yourself to this person. And there's something that you need to find out within yourself before you start trying to find somebody that you want to get into a relationship with because it's just going to have a rocky a rocky beginning to start with. But I've, I think I've never quite done that. I, I feel like it's always easier to wear your emotions on your sleeve than to not be honest about how you feel. But those are some possible signs that you're not necessarily ready for commitment. Yeah. Whatever you say. Yeah. And then um, kind of like flip the script on this a little bit. So we've been talking about, I guess, pretty much the inability to commit. And I've actually had, for the most part, the opposite where I've committed too quickly or too early. And then that has has mixed results because you usually trust the person a lot sooner and things go a lot faster than one would hope. But then I guess on the on the flip side, when they do end, they do end a lot quicker because you're not slow playing it. So I'm not, right. I don't want to say it's a, it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just, that's just another thing to be, be wary of or just kind of just jumping in head first, which is fine, but just like, just, just be aware that, hey, like, I may be moving a little too fast. Like, let me just, like, I know if you know you move too fast, if you know you move at a 10, try to move at like an eight or a nine. So it's right. kind of another thing. Cause it, it, it's when it go, works well, it's amazing. But then once, once you start bumping heads, you're like, oh shit, like you do this and this and that and that, that I don't like that Lena D and Wesley kind of hinted at. And then if you had kind of taken your time along the way, you would probably figure that out. You'd, 
probably saved yourself some, some a lot of headaches and just mental yeah. agony. So that's just another thing, like being wary of. So not only the inability to commit, but just the the rushing into potentially committing is something that if you waited an extra month or so or three, you would have probably found out like, hey, like I like you, but we just don't jive on these things and it probably wouldn't have worked anyway. Right. I found that I've actually done that too. It's like when you get so excited to meet someone and like yeah. you have a lot of stuff in common, either you don't pay attention to the red flags or you are so excited by it that you ignore it and you feel like, well, no, like that's going to change or that's something that I can help them change. Oh, yeah, the change thing. I've done that to myself so many times. And it's just like, no, it's 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 that a difference. Be. And the problem is, is that you never actually talk about it within the context of that relationship. You just end up going with the flow. And then because it's so rushed, there's never any real time to think about anything. And at the end of the day, I think people just get frustrated. And that's not how real commitment works. It's more about the give and the take and the having the conversation, the easy ones, the hard ones, like especially the ones where you really butt heads on them and you're still able to reach yep. a middle ground. But in my experience, whenever it's been like really short and intense and passionate and stuff, you don't give any time for that. You're most of the time you're just like having sex the entire time. And that's what's amazing sex about it. Good. You're like, all right, cool. It's going to cure everything. Let's cure cancer out here. <laughs> but I've totally, I've totally gone through those, that, that experience as well. And, I, and one that I haven't gone through, but I have seen in action is, and I think it's a little bit related to the confusion of whether you're really looking to cuff. So like cuff with an expiration date or when you suddenly hit gray territory and so all of a sudden it's not about cuffing anymore. It's that you actually want this person that given their relationship status, which is the one that I've seen more, more commonly, like they won't be able to be there for you in that way because they already have another relationship. Right. So I think that's one where you can get confused between the attention, the intention of having a true cuffing season partner and then wanting them for more than that. But from the beginning, like you ignored the signs and they were never going to be able to give you that. So it's just being clear on the type of commitment, even though cuffing season really isn't a commitment because both partners go into it knowing that. Yeah. But some people can get in trouble, like the ones that are either on the fence about committing or are actually looking to commit. So. But how do you overcome all those feelings? So many suggestions. <laughs> yes, I think probably the one of the big ones is um, we've talked about it a lot of time, just like self-reflection and not like. So the example we had was the toilet seat or going in the fridge. It's not like, oh, the problem is necessarily the opening of the fridge or the toilet seat. The problem is just respecting of space yeah. or just just rules and guidelines. It's just it's usually something a lot more deeper, more meaningful than than what was what the actual action is because it will repeat itself in other scenarios. And you'd be like, "Damn it! Why is it happening again?" Yeah. Complete different transgression, but. The feeling that you felt the first time is happening again, but something completely different. So you need to figure out what the hell is going on. Why is it bothering you? Is it is it actually this person that's doing this thing is bothering you, or is it something that they're triggering that I don't know might have happened growing up or in work that week? So you just got to figure out on your own of why that's bothering you and just how to go from it. Is it something that that's just maybe a one-off or is it always going to be there? And then either you just need to talk to someone, professional help, like therapy is, is fine. I've done, I remember undergrad we had, I think it was like 10 free therapy um, lessons as part of tuition. I did two and never went again, but it was, it was interesting to go. I just didn't like, it's, it was weird for me because you had to like explain to the stranger your whole life story. Whereas like, for like friends, like they already know all this stuff. Right. So this person, you got to catch them up to like 18, 20. And then when I was six, I did this and seven of this. <laughs> so I was like, all right, like, and he wasn't the most like, I don't know. 
therapeutic person like it's a little weird like sometimes it has to be a match for you like yeah. either you guys see eye to eye it's like a, a fit thing like it's right. not just anybody i think could help you through. yeah it's like a personality mismatch so yeah so i think yeah that's a big one like figuring out like what's bothering you and the bigger thing is why it's bothering you and then figure out how to kind of learn from that um had a good friend of mine uh Probably like a couple of weeks ago, he got out of a long-term relationship through no fault of either party's kind of distance. So um, one's from the East Coast, one's from the West Coast. And just oh, how, that is tough. how do you reconcile that? Right. And then so things unfortunately ended. Then he got back into the dated scene, but he doesn't really like the whole dating apps thing. But he's not necessarily ready to commit to. So we were just chatting up like, like, how do you like? how do you know I'm like, i can't answer that for you like you just you just know like when you're ready to just you just wake up one day like i'm just over this shit and i told right. him like over the summer just like dating apps is fucking shit like i'm off of this just the time and money and so just just a light bulb went off one day so like i i couldn't honestly tell him with a straight face oh yeah i'm on the 12th day of March, like this so happened yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unicorn so shop like no it's just you just you have to self-reflect. It's not going to come all at once. Like, you'll figure it out. The fact that he even asked me that question means he's already on that journey to figure that out. So right. I think, yeah, just reflect as much as you can. And whether you seek the advice of family, friends, professional, like, just get to a good place. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's really grounded in big areas. So it's, like, things that you really have to reflect and figure out. So whether it's, you're afraid of rejection or whether somebody really hurt you, like you're, you got your heart broken before and then that ended terrible. Like it was a terrible breakup and you're not quite sure that you, like you just assume that that's going to happen again. So there's like this huge fear that regardless of who you end up meeting, like that's going to repeat itself. And then there's also like people that just have loved the single life for so much and a part of them wants to be in a relationship with someone, but a part of them still wants to have like the single lifestyle so there's like so many things that can really be holding people back emotionally that you really just have to narrow down what it is. And like you said, be honest with yourself and kind of start that journey. Yeah. And don't I think one of the biggest problems we get into is comparing ourselves to other people's like timeline or where they're at in oh, life. Yeah. Like there's no problem with being single. Like you don't if you want to commit, commit because you want to commit. Don't com- commit because well i'm getting into xyz age or i've been working for it it doesn't matter just be single if being single is fun to you be single because the fact that you're already questioning if you can commit and then if you were to commit it's just not gonna end well 80 20 rule you know it's gonna be a little twinkle in your eye like just just not worth it just just be single if that's the case like there's not absolutely positively nothing wrong with that or if you realize hey there's open relationships, there's polyamorous relationships, there's, you could have like a baby mom arrangement, there's so many other like alternative relationships, like you don't have to have a traditional yeah. relationship. Like, that actually reminds me of a show on Netflix, She's Gotta Have It, That that's a good show, it definitely gets into all that, that's good. Yeah, that was good, Yeah, we kind of like watched it all in a day. Yeah, yeah I have to watch like, that one. Like damn, like Spike Lee took his that movie and made, <laughs> some, uh, made his movie into a show, I was like damn, this is good. <clears throat> I know for myself, like at one point, um, I stopped dating for like I think it was a good year, year and a half possibly, because I was contrary to popular belief, guys. Uh, the stuff that I'm saying is because of stuff that's happened before in the past. But um, I've actually been engaged once, um, so so yeah. Um, but after my heart was broken, I was just like. We were geographically like not even close to each other either. So I was just like, you know what? It's probably better if I just stay away from all ladies. So I was like celibate for like a, a year and some change, man. I probably was the smartest I could ever be that whole year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, like for me, it was just like, it, I don't know. Just I just wanted to feel um comfortable in my own skin again so for me it took me a, a good solid year before i was just like yeah i could probably introduce someone else in my life again but when it happened i was just like man 
I don't like saying it like that. I was like, man, fuck women, man. I'm done. I'm done with all this shit. This is, this is over. I don't want to do this no more. I'm done with all this. I got better things to focus on. I got money to make. This is not for me anymore, at least for the time being. So, yeah. yeah. And just how you, for you, it was that perspective. Like for other people, it could be, you know, fuck men. Like I don't have time to be running around with different guys and I'm not clear on what their intentions are. And sometimes it's better, like the self care piece, but just being open with how much you really need. Like it took you a year and change. Yeah. It's it's a process. It's not going to be like okay, I'm going to take a month off from dating, yeah, and now I'm going to start dating. But then you're still frustrated in the same way. Um, I know that I think part of that is like following your instincts. So if you're going out on all these dates, um, Brock, you mentioned you just completely got off of the apps because it wasn't really helping you out, no. and you were getting frustrated. A lot of that has to do with like just your own instinct as well. And I think a big piece is just to follow the instinct that you feel. So if you're not just going with the flow because you feel like you have a certain timeline to meet, to meet someone, that's never going to end up well. Like you think you're always going to end up disappointed. So it's much better to think about, okay, am I really going for this 100%? And if I am, am I in that state of mind to do it? And then if you are, Make sure that you follow your instincts and then don't overthink things either because I think sometimes you fall into the trap of, well, they look great on paper and they have a great resume and I think we can really hit something off. But then sometimes the chemistry is missing. And whenever there's chemistry missing, yeah, you'll be good until you guys are friends, but then basically you're dating a friend. Yeah, it never works. It was, you can't fake chemistry. You're just like, no, oh, you really can't. Just, Hey, homegirl, pound it. Like, like, if you don't want to fuck her brains out, like, it's not, you can't, you can't fake that. You can't, that that doesn't magically materialize. Like, just, you got to think about getting hard. Yeah. Just like, not the person. Home bay, wait a second. Wait, wait for it. Like, almost there. 60%. (laughs) (laughs) He's growing. Like, you can't you can't fake that so and then that kind of um goes into like yeah just vetting better like being able to like vet better in terms of chemistry in terms of people with the right intentions like like what are you in this for what am i in this for ties back into self-care i have to know what i want to be in for mm-hmm. so like if yep. you're not taking care of yourself you don't know what the hell you you want to get into this for so Kind of just this value and the quality over quantity, which I know is tough because younger me would have been like, the younger me with the with the hoodie would have been like, no, go for quantity, get all the cheeks. <laughs> now I'm like, no, don't do that. Evil permit. Evil permit. <laughs> <laughs> her, her, her. They not they over know each other. Like it just, it, it's tough. Like, I think you just have to, you just gotta go through your own shit. Like you just go through a bunch of heartache bunch of bullshit eventually just like just not worth it with all that said though there's still no magical recipe like you could do all these stuff like that just have great chemistry but it's still not guaranteed to work out there's so much other stuff geography it's some type of this this crazy event that happened in one or both of your lives you just kind of grew apart like there's so many other stuff that can go wrong or right to get you to the final point, whatever that final point for for the two of you are. So don't be scared to don't be scared to lose, essentially. Like you gotta play to win. Like if you're not even gonna if you're gonna half ass it, it's just never gonna work. Cause the person can sense it like, well, I'm putting in hundred ten percent and you're kinda like your hair on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but like Wednesday, like just just if you're in it. Just go all in, but take your time. Only go all in when you're ready. Yeah. I think the other thing too, it's um that kind of made me think about it. As much as you're putting in all this time for self-care <coughs> in order to overcome some of the commitment issues you might have, you also have to make sure that the person that you're talking to has also done the same thing. Yeah. And that you're not taking on a project because, you know, well, if, if I show him how great it is, like he's going to stay with me. No, sometimes people end up leaving you for somebody else because you kind of changed who they were. Yep. <clears throat> so I think that's another warning sign. And then also don't expect somebody else to change how you feel. You like you have to be ready going into it. Like don't expect 
don't expect dating or a relationship to be a process for self-improvement. Right. Agreed. There's like a kind of shitty slash bad phrase out there. Like growing up, it was like um, kind of like you complete me or two halves make a whole. Like, no, you should come into it as a whole already. And then yeah. we just make one even bigger, big, big ass circle. Yeah, like, basically. If you come in <laughs> half already, it's just terrible. <laughs> it's like, where's the other fucking half? <laughs> like, why do you only have half? <laughs> the fucking you old as shit to only have half, half of you already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like that, it's about, like the relationship is about making it better than you were as your whole self. Yeah. Yep. And I think the other key important thing, too, is like, let's say that you really found someone that you really like and there's still something that's like not quite right. I think at that point, it's just more about being vulnerable and opening yourself up to talk to that partner about what it is that you're going through. Right. Because in that case, I think it's better to be transparent about it and decide if that's something that you can manage to work through being in a relationship or if it's going to be something that you have to work through on your own. Right. Agree, and I think yeah, you having that conversation is key. So that it was, it's just an ex like two, three exes ago. Um, dating went fine, relationship was fine. Then started like going downhill. I'm just like, what is going on? So one, she started smoking cigarettes. I absolutely hate cigarettes. Blech. Like it's just like, eh. <laughs> but I was trying to be supportive because she was like, I'm trying to kick the habit. I was like, cool. And then that was like on her own will, like she brought it up. It's mm-hmm. like, cool, I'll tough it out. Then she went to a new job, so then the stress on the job, so then she started going the opposite direction. She started smoking more. What? So I'm oh, like, geez. oh. So I'm like, okay, so that was like a huge thing. So I'm like, it's I'm trying to be supported by it. I, I don't like it. You know, I don't like it. So it's like right. between a rock and a hard place. Then another issue. So I'm not the biggest gym person. I just try to be active so it's just a gym a couple t- times a week right. and some type of sports softball basketball whatever and then she just she just would not she her and activity was just like just that doesn't she wasn't about that life so i'm like trying to like find so i'm like literally googling ways to like how can i like just like nudge her in a way i was like all right let's go for a walk or let's do this she just be like no 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 so then things escalate to where I can't mention the G word gym or smoking. It was just like a whole bunch of things. Then we end up breaking up. Then comes to find out like she's dealing with all these issues. Apparently she had like a, a eating disorder and a potential drinking thing where she shouldn't have been drinking. It was just like all. The, and I could kind of tell like especially as time went on like. Wow. So, like, that's, like, you just got to take care of yourself. Like, you can't possibly try to quit smoking, work on your eating disorder, and not drink while dating someone else. Like, just, that's just a lot. That's yeah. a fuck ton, which is, which is fine. Just take care of yourself first. Your, yourself is the most important thing. It's okay to be selfish. Take care of yourself. Then when you're there on the way there, then you could date someone. Like right. So, I kind of felt slight as I'm, like, I kind of knew all along, but, like, she always like shamed me for like bringing it up. So like, it was just a fucking shit show. So don't do that, people. Yeah, just be open. It's, yeah, I think it makes it easier. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, makes things a lot easier. Random question that just came to me. So do you guys think? So I'm just thinking about this. So we're, we're talking about how cuffing season is like has expiration date, and then. It may or may not be because that person of both parties have commitment issues. So do you think by consistently participating in cuffing season that you're actually making yourself worse off? Hmm. If, if a serious relationship is something you do want in the future, but you keep participating in something that does the exact opposite of that. Well, I haven't participated this year, so. I guess I'm doing something right. Got <laughs> all this time with my life to do now, to do whatever I want. So, I think it's a really, it's a different way to, like, frame <coughs> the situation, right? So, if you're constantly about the cuffing season and like that's what you get excited for, but you know it's going to end, in a way, it's almost like you're not fully getting to know that other person. 
also it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like if you're constantly going from cuffing season to being super single in the summer to cuffing season again, I don't really think you get to develop the or really get to know that other person in a way right. where you would discover if that's somebody that you really want to be in a relationship with. Or like, how do you even know what you want in a relationship? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you never experienced like <clears throat> the. You only experienced all the good. Like, you never experienced like the arguments and the like getting to know yourself. Like, oh shit! Like, I'm just really shitty with like whatever. Like texting or just checking in or I don't know, just asking about your day. It's like random shit. It's like you get to know yourself by someone by being a reflection off of someone else. So. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. I think it's, and I think that's why if for whatever reason this year it hasn't, or it hasn't been as conducive for like cuffing season weather, I think some people might be having that question or that debate internally. It's like, well, should I just be looking for a real relationship instead? And sometimes because you haven't needed to commit to anyone, these are the types of questions and like internal reflection that you have to go through to understand what it is that you really want in a relationship. Because I think the other thing too that's important is not just rushing into a relationship. Yeah, that's, yeah, don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And sometimes it's just like, well, like I've just been on all these dates or I just really don't want to be alone or I just really want to find someone that's really into me. Like all of those things, it's kind of like rushing into it for the wrong reasons. Um, So that's one big thing too. It's like you don't want to do that. Because, again, to your point, it's not really commitment. It's just, it's like a short-term thing. Right. All right. So uh, one of the things that I've experienced, um, this is actually when myself and Lena D first started going out. Um, I'm about to cry. Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be like a... Then we all going to cry. No, I, I ain't going to cry. I'm <laughs> cover my eyes. So, like... Um, so I lost my friend of my childhood friend um to a car accident. So that was like hard. It was painful. To the point where like I just didn't want to be near anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to do anything. I just I was just and this is it was crazy because like it first started um it um not it first started but like the school semester had just started it was like in august like you know that first second week in august not first second week but like that first semester um that week that first week in the semester in august where you're just like you know people giving you syllabuses the professor giving you syllabuses you gotta you know make sure that the schedule is right you know you want to participate in certain clubs blah 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 and all this happened so I was just like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to be near nobody. So, and I almost like, I think I had broken up with Lena D for like two weeks because I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with, you. I don't want to deal with shit. So, I felt like I was kind of like rushing it at the time, even though we had been together at that point for uh, a solid month, two months, I think, something like that. No, no, it was actually two weeks, two three weeks. So it was hard. It was. Yeah, but then I got through it. Lena D was still around and stuff, and then we ended up getting back together, and and life is good. So yeah, I think that was one of the things. It's like because you weren't open about it, a part of me was a little pissed off because I felt that you should be able to rely on me being in a new relationship to help you get through that. But what I also learned is that sometimes people just deal with things differently, yeah. and you never know what. If you are trying to be in a committed relationship with somebody, sometimes there's being understanding, even though the way that they want to do things might not be the same that you would approach things. So when there's these big things that happen, like these big events, and sometimes you don't want to rush into a relationship, I think the other thing too is just being open and saying that you're not ready to be in a relationship at that point because of what has happened. Um, so I, th- I, I did learn that from from that instance and just the ability to be flexible and be open to that other person's perspective and what they need at the time. Great. Yeah, and I think another trigger is when you start to compare yourselves to close friends or siblings, like, oh, such and such, been married for two years now, not even have a girlfriend or boyfriend or 
they already have baby number one and dog number two. And it's like. No, slap yourself. It, it, it's, <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> this is your life, not theirs. Yeah. It's tough to resist, especially in the age of social media, where essentially your timeline and news feeds just curated photos and statuses of yeah. just wedding photos and engagement proposals and babies and dogs, and it 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 takes a while to finally go over that. As I remember, like I feel that like at one point everyone has like a, a timeline of sorts. I was like, oh, cool, I'm gonna be married, kid, settled down. No, I said, man, I think it was like married by thirty. Things like two three kids by 35 something like that um and then i saw people around me like getting married by like 25 like what the fuck i was like holy shit at 25 i, I was like i'm fine being single this shit is fun as shit so <laughs> <laughs> but then i started getting a little bit older I'm like 27 28 i'm like ah damn i was like i need to find someone i only got like two three years to find someone propose <laughs> and and get married so I think like we put so much pressure on ourselves and finally it's like fuck it like just do my own thing but it took a while to finally get to a place where I'm like it doesn't matter like I rather be I rather be happy and by myself than settle and be miserable. And then that's the other thing like there's no formula for happiness. There's no like oh all oh, single people's going on these cheeks they're happy or the married people doesn't have to worry about getting cheeks. They're happy. Like there's happy and sad people on both sides. So there's no, it's no magic thing. And also random tidbit. What also helped in, in, um, in dealing with that was realizing the kind of the, I don't know if I want to say cultural divide, the environment we grew up in. So what I realized was all of my friends who grew up in the suburbs were like settled down kids and or married by like 25 and yeah most of my friends who are from like urban area city still single and or just dating and just no no fucking rush at all like just enjoying life like whatever so it was an interesting divide and kind of like how we view um i guess i don't know just the progression in life between finding someone to meet with and just whatever i'm just gonna travel i'm just gonna go to all these music festivals like i'm just gonna do whatever versus hey i want this big ass house in the backyard and just live a comfy life so that that recognition of the two different kind of like paths helped as well like oh there's more than one and it's like oh there's more than three there's, oh there's fucking infinite right <laughs> so it took a while <laughs> It's all about what that person or what you want at the end of the day. And I think the last thing people need to watch out for uh, to not rush into a relationship and just kind of keeping things in check. Don't just do it because you had a very bad breakup or you don't want to be alone. Sometimes the best thing is to be alone so that you can get through it. Yeah. So that's kind of like our big tidbits on advice. Um, Hopefully you've, all learned now what the real definition of cup is. <laughs> it expires as soon as it get warm. Deuces gone. You out. And hopefully we can. We gave you some good advice on how to deal with commitment or understanding sort of the fear of commitment a bit better, um, and some actual practices you can use to kind of help with that process. All right. Don't forget to show us some love on social media. Follow us on Instagram by searching for underscore no free drinks, or you can even like us on Facebook. Choose your poison. And that was our episode today. Thanks for coming. I hope it was good for you too. This is Lena D. Kisses. This is Wesley. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is Brock. Make love, not babies. 